Warning, what you are about to hear are the thoughts of four ordinary dudes with no agenda and absolutely no filter. Please, do not attempt any of this at home, and try not to get butt hurt. Welcome to the Dude to Dude Podcast. Hey dudes, it's Jimmy. What's up, it's John. Hey dudes, it's Billy. Uh, This week we are going to be missing Maddie, but we have a guest who's really interesting. Well, Cortland, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man? Hi, my name is Cortland Tyler. I'm the CEO and founder of Unfocus and Daydream Animations. Cool, man. So I found Cortland on Facebook, and he was looking to promote his new video game and new anime. Um, tell us a little bit about that, man. Man, where to start? So, starting out, we were working on a bigger game title called HZN, Hopeless Nights. But uh, investments didn't go according to plan. So, we had to pivot. So, now we're working on a new game called The Oracle. Okay. And, so, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, as far as the anime series, I'm calling it TK. The name for it is called Tyrant Kings which basically follows my main protagonist trying to figure out why his brother was taken out. Okay, and is TK short for something? I, I've heard you speak on it on, on other podcasts, and I was curious. Yeah, so TK is an anime series. Tyrant Kings. He just... Oh, Tyrant Kings. Mm. I totally missed that. Thank you, John. So, um, now how'd you get started in all this, man? I, I mean, that's... A lot of people would look at this kind of like a dream job. So to tell you the truth, I started right after my communications teacher came to me. She uh, pushed me to want to do it. It was a day in class where she was reading one of my uh, stories. And after class, you know, she told me to stay after and stay at my home. Which I was like, okay, cool. I'm thinking I'm in trouble. But what ended up happening is she ended up telling me, you know what you need to do? You need to start your own company just randomly out of nowhere. And I was like, really? Why is that? She was like, the stories you're writing need to be heard. And in the beginning, I didn't believe her until she actually kept telling me every day. That's awesome, man. So you had a teacher tell you right up front that you should start your own business. That's that's pretty inspiring. It was. It, it got me off guard because, like I said, when I first thought about it, I was like, nah, you're just playing. Like, I'm pretty sure there's other people that would be better suited. Well, I mean, I'm, your stories are obviously enough to, to spark interest from the teacher. Um, did you have anyone else that kind of pushed you in this direction? One of my good friends who was my business partner that backed out, which sucked. Now, I was wondering, he was a business partner through the the anime series or through the gaming? He was going to help me with both, but he ended up backing out because of certain situations with him fell apart. So, like, how, how difficult would you say it was to go about starting your business? From a scale of one to ten, I say about a twenty, especially with no resources, <laughs> no know how, no knowledge. <laughs> no so, background, right. Yeah, yeah so, it's gotta be difficult as hell. I mean that that was honestly my my biggest curiosity, man, is 
how did you go from not knowing anything to now being, you know, like I said, you have a dream job, man. A lot of people would love to be in the spot that you're in. So I went from not knowing to doing a whole bunch of research, research, talking to people in an industry, reaching out to rather game devs, which people on my team currently have helped me a whole lot too. So shout out to them as well on both sides. And getting insight from them has actually helped me watching YouTube videos, actually tutorials. Um, I actually got to talk to a couple people from Sony and Microsoft, which actually helped me a little bit too of how I should go about it. Nice. That's cool. Hell yeah. Get some advice from inside professionals. Yeah, that's the best part. And uh, from there, um, one of my mentors was my investor now. He was like, you need to actually put yourself out there. He's like, a lot of people are afraid to put themselves out there, which is one of the main things of why they don't make it. Or they sit on a great idea, not knowing that it's actually going to be something that could change the world or be revolutionary. Awesome, man. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your game. Like, what uh, what is your game? What style of gameplay is it? Of course. So it's a platform arena shooter. Basically, we ended up going with ever-moving platforms where players can jump on top or grapple hook on top to get to higher ground. We have only certain spots where you can hide behind cover. So it's basically a lot of communication and a lot of team play. Very cool. We're, we're all pretty big gamers here, man. So, um, I mean, if you had to compare it to another video game, I know it it's kind of a standalone, but uh, let's say like graphic style and gameplay, is there anything you can compare it to? Uh, I would probably say as far as the game style, what's what we're going with starting off with all the characters, I would say something like, I would say Mass Effect style. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah, we, we've all played that, right? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> At least one of them. I mean, there's what, four of them now? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I like any kind of shooter. Hopefully you enjoy this one once we get all the characters and abilities and stuff up and going. Uh, it sounds super interesting, man. Um, like I said, I, I've listened to a, a couple of podcasts just to get a background on you. Uh, so the, the multi-layer uh, platform that you're talking about... Uh, now, is that going to be in the style of, like, um, like Super Smash Bros., where the platforms move in that style? I, I guess I'm kind of confused. Um, okay, so if, I don't know if you checked out the uh, the game page, but the platforms move randomly okay. over a course of time. So we're setting it up to where platforms actually go up and down. Our first initial idea is to have them go up and down, and then we had some floating ones above to give them another look of the game but then we ended up taking that out so we're like okay well what can keep it interesting and we're like well constantly moving platforms players are jumping up and down or across because it's going to be a fast fast type of game basically you got to actually continuously move you can't just sit and be like oh i'm gonna pick my spot and kill somebody's like okay i killed him i gotta keep moving because the next teammate's gonna come out of nowhere or he might be above me that sounds lovely. <laughs> that sounds chaotic. Fucking but, campers. But good, yeah, it, it eliminates that because a randomly generating map essentially is what you got going there, right? Exactly. That platform that constantly moves, you not know what's going to happen. Sight lines are all disrupted. No one's going to be able to camp nothing. Now, that is pretty cool. So are the platforms, are they, 
and if if we're asking too much, if you want to keep your game a secret, totally understand that. But are the the platforms going to be random, or are they going to be something that someone with a, uh, a Rain Man mind can kind of map out, like an algorithm? It's going to be all random. I've talked to my programmer about it, which he agrees to keep that actual skill of play up for players. So it's like you're really going to have to. That's, that's awesome. That's great. Dude, that is a cool concept. That's exactly what we need to see in more video games these days. Yeah, what's been interesting, I've been talking to fans and gamers like your guys' selves, and I've been like, you know, what do you guys want to see? What do you want? And then it's interesting because on LinkedIn, you see people talking about how there's a formula why big game studios are doing the same thing and why other smaller studios like ours get bought out because it's a great IP or it's interesting or it's something that they want because later on they'll become a competition with us or something like that. And I'm more so like, you know what? I'm going to just push the boundaries of it as much as I can with my team. And if it's doable, we're going to try and do it. That's, that's awesome. Hell yeah. So now once you got your team all assembled, well, I guess, how did you get your team assembled? All of them came through Facebook. Some came through LinkedIn. Okay, and you just kind of handpicked people and figured out who was going to fit for you? Yeah, I actually ended up talking to people. So what I do is I actually look at various talented people, and I get to see their work. And as I look through their stuff, I actually give them an actual a reach and ask them, you know, how are they doing? I like their work. And then we start discussing what I'm working on because then they, of course, check me out. And then it goes from there. And if they're interested, I bring them on the team and send them an NDA. And then I let them know what we need. And then we go from there. Very cool. Uh, now, are you guys like us and uh, a bunch of broke bastards? Uh, or are you paying uh, all these guys? So right now, I have, like I said, my mentor, who's my investor, is who's waiting on something tangible because he likes my idea of what I'm doing. Gotcha. So we're getting it done to where he ends up investing in us or him and his friends will invest in us at a later date, hopefully looking at this year. Very cool, man. Um, All right. That's, that's cool. It. I've always been kind of curious as to how like indie games start their process. And um, it just seems like you guys are a dedicated team who have, you know, this game plan in mind and are pushing forward with it. Yeah, I know. I've heard, I've had a lot of horror stories where people are like, oh, this, the guy who's running it doesn't know what he wants. He changes it last minute. The game's off the launch. They're like, no, we got to do this now. And the way I look at it is, I'm like, okay, my background is creative writing and marketing and promoting. So when the team makes something, I end up promoting it, putting it out there, getting it into the right eyes. And from there, we ended up getting investors actually reaching out to me about it. Like, hey, what you guys are working on looks kind of interesting. So you, you guys, finding, I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm finding that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So you 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 put you basically come up with this idea. You you put it into some sort of storyboard format that people can see, and these investors reach mm-hmm. out to you and are like, hey, this is interesting. We'd like to get involved. And it, yeah, that's that's pretty much how it actually happened. We had a couple of game publishers I've talked with who actually think it's pretty interesting. But of course, like I said, everybody wants something tangible. So right. that's what this year is about, is making something tangible so players can see, gamers can see, our fan base can see, and see what we're going to. 
So like a first kind of trailer type deal. Mm-hmm. Trailer and some gameplay. That's awesome. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. Now, as far as like, uh, what, where in the process are you now? I guess like, how does the process work? You guys, because you're the writer, correct? Yes. So you're kind of first and foremost the person who like comes up with the concept. So yeah, I came up with the ideas. I run it by my team, and I like it being open door for my team to let me know if they feel like I'm bullshitting and it can't be done, or they can be like, yeah, you know, Corinne, this can be done. So I'll come up with an idea, I'll write it out, and then I'll send it to them to get their feedback. And depending on their feedback, either I gotta go more in detail, they let me know, or I have to be like, okay, is that something at a later date? And now I guess. I, I know that obviously there's like script for the gameplay. Um, but mm-hmm. What exactly do you write? I guess um, are you writing out like every individual idea or? So I come up with the character concept, their background story, what the whole game is going to be based upon, and then my art director, who's been helping me with the actual background too, will bounce ideas about certain characters that we're going to release. And from there, we end up sending it to the team, get their feedback. And if it's a go, we end up going with that said character, with that said background. Uh, I write the world, what the functions of what each character does, what their abilities, and, of course, the script itself, the cinematics. That's so cool, man. Um, I mean, I I went to college to be a writer, so by far my passion. I, I didn't graduate or do anything with it, but definitely my passion. Oh, man, you should go ahead and follow that. Nah, the podcast was kind of a step towards that. It's <laughs> writing with my voice, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> What's it? What is it? What do they call it? Dictating? Yeah, I'll dictate you, Dan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't start. <laughs> so, oh, man. what do you find to be like... Uh, the most intriguing part of creating a video game? I would say for the whole process from beginning to finish. And the reason I say that is because you work with your team very closely, especially when you're a small team. So I'm not going to lie, being the guy out at the top, I don't look at myself like that. I look at myself as somebody as a member of the team, as a leader. So before I even write anything, like that's what we're implementing, I'd be like, okay, let me write it out, see how this sounds. And then I'll talk to my team about it, and they'll let me know, like, hey, you know, Quillen, this ain't going to work. <laughs> and then getting that feedback helps me realize, like, okay, that's too big of a thing I can't, I can't put in right now. I can shorten it down, and then we could build off that at a later date. Very cool, man. It's a real teamwork makes the dream work. Exactly. And that's why I said when I hear some of these horror stories and I'm just like, man, did they do research? Did they actually look at other games? Like they go ego tripping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you hear that, too. They're like, well, I'm in charge and this and the third. And I'm like, man. Well, I, I mean, not to spit out any names, but I did work for customer support for a publisher for a little while in a big video game franchise um 
I'll say one of the mainstream shooters. That should probably give you enough of an idea. And uh, okay. their customer support was basically telling everyone, yeah, we're just, there's not much we can do. We'll write a ticket for you, but, you know, developers aren't really going to do much because they're already on to the next project, as they are every year. <laughs> right. And that's that to me that I I don't like video game companies that do that because it just shows that they're they're all about the bottom line. They don't give a crap about the game or what they put out. They don't support it. They just want your money. Well, I to play devil's advocate here, man. There, there's got to be a point in the industry where you got to like hit the pause button and move on, right? Right, and that's why I usually don't play that franchise typically too often unless I get coaxed by everyone who wants to play <laughs> <laughs> no nothing wrong with that right i still want to play with my boys so i'm gonna um yeah i'm gonna pick up the sticks Cortland, what's uh what's your favorite style video game to play man to tell you the truth i'm more of a strategic type player so i tend to play anything from shooters to adventures and of course, strategic games. But every time I play like a shooter or fighting or a strategic game, of course, my mind says, "How can I beat this person? What's the best way to go about it?" So, are you a, a tabletop gamer at all? No, I am not. Really? Mainly console. Okay, You'd, I'd figure with the strategy, they'd be right up your alley, man. Game of chess, I'm all in. Okay, all right. Mainly console. Now, do you have a preference? No, not really. I play games that like interesting to me and catch my eye. Like for instance, right now I'm back playing Monster Hunter. And I'm playing Nova. Yeah, I'm playing that again. I'm playing Nova Two. Um, Bio Mutant. I played. So my special. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing a lot of different games because like i said it helps me figure out how i want something to go about when i write my next game title or my next ip right so so it's more than a hobby for you it's more like research exactly that's awesome that is that's cool. that's the best kind of research <laughs> <laughs> so uh jimmy here he uh he's a video game streamer he just started up and uh he was just playing monster hunter what was it yesterday day before mm, yeah i think it was wednesday He's sunk more time into that franchise than <laughs> any other game. I can guaranteed say that, yes. I'm telling you, Monster Hunter is where it's at. I've been playing since that's PS2, why I did so the original. Oh, see, that's even, that's oh. where I had started. My uh, good friend got me started on it. Shit was dope back in the day. Still is. <laughs> now, how did you get started into video games? I mean, did you, you grow up with them in the household? Of course, I was a big gamer back in the day, and from there on, I was noticing as I got older, there's nothing but a lot of big game franchises coming out, but it's mainly the same game every year. And I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting on the couch massaging my girlfriend's feet. <laughs> all right, all right, good and, man. Right. Okay, what you bring, baby? And I was like, you know what? They were showing another Call of Duty on TV, and I'm like, it's the same thing that's already been released. And since <laughs> this man knows the struggle, <laughs> so when I was looking at that, I was like, everybody's still buying the same Call of Duty, just reskinned. Yeah. And I got to thinking, like, okay, maybe I can write something interesting that actually gets people interested. 
So come forth my first big game that I wrote, which I'm still tweaking as we speak. I don't know if you guys are in mythologies and half breeds and all that. Oh yeah, man. Fantasy sure. type stuff. Oh that's yeah, that's exactly right up our alley. Yeah, you So you... I started Go ahead. I was about to say, you're talking to a bunch of guys that play D&D. Yeah, you're, so. <laughs> you're, talk, you're talking to the right group of nerds here. Oh, that's even better. So you guys will probably be interested once I actually get this one up and going. So I ended up writing that one while I was still in college, and I was far from being done with it. But I had the concepts of six different uh, clans that will be in the game. And I showed it to a couple of my gamer friends. And it's so funny because they were like, dude, when are you releasing this? I was like, I'm not even done with it. And one of them went as far as saying, like, dude, I think you compete with World of Warcraft with this game. And I was like, what? Wow. Bold statement. Like, That's a big it, it was. It, it was. It was. And I kind of got, like, like taken back by it because I was like, dude, I haven't even run out. The, uh, the element shit, uh, the monsters you'll go up against what's actually happening in the world. So then after that statement, I actually dove more into it and I realized like, I'm going to need a bigger team. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool as hell though, man. So how big is your current team? Uh, right now I just added a new 3d modeler. I think it's like 10 to 12 of us. So I'm not mistaken. Wow. Okay. It's a relatively small crew. Yeah. I'm looking to add a couple more pieces so we can get the demo and trailer done, which is what's killing us right now. Right, that tangible piece is, is what people want to see, and once that's out, it, it just makes everything move along a little faster. Exactly. Greases the wheels, Bill. <laughs> it greases the wheels. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride. I'm not even going to lie from uh, certain situations that arose to where people actually liked the first game, the zombie game I was working on. And we had some diehard fans already off the bat uh, had me laughing because one guy was like, dude, no lie, no homo. Who do I have to rape to get to this game? And I just started dying. <laughs> um, I was like, I was like, uh, we're in the process of making it right now, but the guy at the time, I was like, you can go talk to him about that. So I know you said your buddy kind of backed out of that one. Uh, what is that what caused the game to stand still or? Uh, no, actually, I took the whole team over once he backed down because I had already been talking to not only uh, gamers, but I had the team already slightly built out. Right. So you already a little established before. Mm -hmm. Well, at least at least you at least you had that going. So what brought it to a standstill for you? Uh, one of the guys that I had on my team ended up messing a lot of stuff up. So the investor I have now is going to give me a $5 million investment for our first big game. And what ended up happening is me, him, and my programmer stayed up late night, like crunching numbers, because we want to make sure every dime he knows where it's going. And it was $5 million for about two and a half years to get the game down. Which he was like, okay, that's not bad, because at the time it was like 38 of us, I think, total. On the team? And, yeah, on the team working on this project. Okay. So what ended up happening is I ended up going to bed. I told the guys to send it to me the next day, right? 
So they're like, okay. The investor calls me. He's like, hey, you guys got the paperwork ready, you know, so we can get this show going. I'm like, yeah, I asked for the paperwork. I get it sent to me. And of course, I'm not thinking twice about it. I send it to him. About an hour back, he's like, he can't do the uh, investment. I'm like, wait, why? You know, I give him a call. I'm like, wait, what's going on? And he was like, have you looked at that? And I was like, well, we just did it yesterday. That shouldn't, nothing had changed, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go check it out, you know, see what's going on. Everything got changed of the amount to the dollar spent to where the money's going, everything. And of course, the first thing I do, I text both my guys, like, what's going on? And they're like, well, what do you mean? Both of them, like, what do you mean, Corey Lane? You know, we sent you the deck. This is what we sent. And I get in the meeting with both of them. I'm like, who changed it? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, everything has got changed. So the investor's backing out. And I come to find out it was not my programmer that did it, but the guy who ended up leaving and starting his own game studio had changed all the work of the paperwork, which pissed the investor off. Wow. And made him back out. Wow, that sounds like some serious fucking sabotage. Yeah. It, it was, and in the process, no I lost respect. most of my team. You lost most of the team? Yeah, I yeah. lost most of my team on that, on that title. From that title. 12. Wow. And, wow. What? And keep in mind, I had to rebuild all that, too. What a dick move, man. You know what, though, man? Uh, from the sounds of it, Cortland, it sounds like you're going to be a phoenix with this and rise from the ashes because... It sounds like you got a lot of promise with what you got people checking out already. Trying to get to, like I tell people every day, I'm like, you got to put yourself out there. Like my investor said, he was like, you got to put yourself out there and get let the people know, like, hey, this is what we're doing. Showcase your skills and let them know that you're serious. Oh, it was great, man. Well, like uh, jumping into the uh, the podcast forum and trying to jump on for uh, shows. You know, it's... It's a great way to get your name out there and tell people what you're really doing, man. Um, and, you know, honestly, hearing you take care of your, your little girl and, you know, uh, take care of your house, like, you just sound like a good down-to-earth family, man. Oh, of course. That's mainly why I want to do it, too. Like, it's all going to be remote. And what I tell people, I'm like, well, here's the best part. Why don't you got a laptop or a voice uh, recorder, something of that nature to work with me? You can work from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that really is one of the greatest parts about, uh, you know, modern day and mobile technology. Yeah, a lot of people are like, wait, you're really going to go fully remote? I'm like, yeah. And then my team has me laughing sometimes because they're like, are we going to get an office if we make it really big? And I'm like, that's a question for later on down the line. I don't know. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> right. Now, have you met your team in person or is everyone just kind of uh, internet? Uh, internet. Okay. So we all went on the internet. Like Sunday, we have a team meeting coming up to discuss not only the game, what we're going to do with actually the promoting of it, how I'm going to go about it, um, what streamers I'm going to look towards. I have a whole lot of different marketing ideas I'm going to run with and go from there to get more eyes on us. Well, we know a couple of streamers that would definitely be interested in getting on. That would be great because, like I told him, I'm like, well, as long as you make it, I can promote it, which means I can actually market it. It'll be easier for me to discuss it. Oh, yeah. For sure, man. Um, you know, just like simple questions I had on, like, how the platforms were going to work. You know, once we're able to see that, those questions kind of go out the window a little bit. 
Exactly. Um, I would say check out the game page because I have a couple videos on there from like the first level test to the net coding test for the multiplayer section that uh, our good programmer Andre was working on with our art our art designer, which is Connor, who's been helping a whole lot getting that done with the team. And then, of course, we got all the art from our artists, Tommy, Julie, etc. We have a couple of voice actors with us right now, which they're just waiting and our animators waiting. So it's just a matter of getting everything compressed into order to showcase. Yeah, gotcha, man. Definitely. Um, that kind of goes with any business, but especially with yours. So as far as your um, your anime, uh, are your teams mixed? Are they two separate teams? Two separate teams. Really? Yeah, so Daydream Animation is a separate from Unfocus. Okay. But they both know about each other. Um, so, go ahead. With the anime side, there's, I'm slowly building them. Like I said, I got the same voice actors for the game that's going to help me for the show. I have the storyboard artist and character artist currently. Can we finish your part, Oh, you're good, Grandma. I got it. Huh? I got it, Grandma. No problem. So, yeah, right now we're discussing going on Microsoft Teams or Confluence. Now, how many people are on your animation team? Right now, if without the voice actors, it's me, the concept artist, the server artist. So it's three of us plus a couple people in the background for voice acting. I'm still looking for certain parts to help out with that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you know, discussing the video game so much almost makes me forget. You, you actually do an anime, too. That's, holy crap. That's a lot. It is. <laughs> so what is what is different between your your anime and your uh, video game design team? Like, what, obviously the, the writing's different for you, um, but, like, what else is actually different between the teams? The writing, the style, uh, of course, one's 2D, the other's 3D. And I would say the expressional, the expressional force behind both, if that makes sense. Okay. We'll go into like, it. Like, for instance, I'm like for the, for the game, it's a sci fi pl- uh, shooter that has moving platforms, right? The show itself goes by behind my main protagonist whose name is Darius whose brother was killed during a bad business deal and it didn't make the news it didn't have no source of him dying and along the way he finds out about his brother's death from an anonymous caller who ends up becoming his mentor which who, which was a woman who worked for his brother okay wow it's a wild plot right there yeah it is <laughs> Hey guys, now this is normally the part of an episode where you would hear an ad, but we're not going to ask you to go buy a product. Instead, we're going to ask that if you get some value out of this episode, if you laughed, if, you know, any part of it was worthwhile to you, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your social media, let people know about us. If you think it'll help, it'll probably help. Now, th- yeah, I finished. I finished the first season, sixteen episodes in, 
and I just got to edit it, but I actually been bugging myself to write the season two, episode one, to showcase one of the new people who are going to join his team who's trying to kill him right now. That's cool. Uh, now, that's got to take place in modern times, right? Just so I'm picturing this correctly in my head. Yes. And uh, is it based in, it's got to be based in like a, a city setting for the most part? Yep. Okay. The way it's broken down is, is in three categories. You have the slums, where our main protagonist is, even though he's highly educated and smart, his uh, background wasn't so pretty. And then you have midpoint, which is middle class. And then you have the elite class, where everybody actually lives in high society and where the college is located. Gotcha, man. Uh, now... As far as like writing for an anime, do you find more freedom in that than the video game? I would say slightly because you can move a lot of different pieces when writing an anime script because you can get you can draw yourself into a wall, of course. And then you're like, Well, how do I want to end this? And then it's like throw some BS at it. (laughs) 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 And with the game (laughs) with the game, you're like, Okay, I'm constructed to what I've already written like how the game goes, how the level looks, how the world works, how the weapons. And so it's all these things where it's like, okay, I'm constrained to make sure all this works out correctly. Right. So if I write something like in a story that you're like, why did it go away left field? There's there's no throwing BS in the computer code. You're going to mess no. everything up there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Especially in the cinematics. Now, do you write any of the code, or do you have a coder for that? I have a programmer for that, luckily, who's actually really great. I have two of them now. I'm sorry, you said you had two of them? Yeah, I have two programmers right now. Okay. And do they work on separate things? I mean, I'm sure they work together in some aspect, but, like, is one specifically a a character coder and one a background coder no they work on it they tackle each event how they come up like right now the multiplayer thing is how they're going to work together now and figure out how to get that up and running so we can actually add people to the server and see if it will crash once we get everything up and running well dude when you're ready let us know and you have beta testers yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course of course i was gonna send it to you guys once we got it done because i'm gonna definitely need feedback oh uh, hell yeah count us in yeah man we're like i said we're all pretty avid gamers uh and we would uh we would love to get down on especially something with a new concept like that fresh man. yeah also, we need some I also fresh experience submitting bug reports and shit so that's why i was so. That's why I'm like, that's going to be, I tell my team, I'm like, that's going to be our niche. They're like, what? I'm like, coming up with new IPs that nobody's actually doing. And it seemed to be getting, like I said, gamers interested because they're like, that's something new and different. And it's not like somebody making something that's already been made and then being like, yeah, I mean, some well, of my, what's the difference? Some of my favorite video games, especially like back in the day, were IPs that came out of nowhere and then just died after the first game. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when you look at it, some of the bigger games, like when Fortnite first came out, it was kind of a, a new concept. Um, I mean, Battle Royales, I believe, had existed, just not to that extent. PUBG was the first one, I want to yeah. say. Um, 
but the the whole you know building and constructing and uh what do they call it world zero or whatever the zombie mode oh, save the world save the world i mean it, it was the definitely a new campaign concept. to fortnite that never really went anywhere <laughs> um yeah so yeah i mean it it just because it's a new concept doesn't mean it's not going to be the next best thing, dude. Like, that sounds intriguing as all hell. Thank you very much. My whole goal is to get back to, like you said, a zombie game that I had to put on pause, which was interesting because everybody thought we were part of Capcom or subsidy to them, and I was dying laughing. I'm like, no, we're indie, and they're like, you guys are lying. That's awesome. I, I think that's great. I think that's great that, that people are mistaking you for that because it shows you can just be right up there with the big dogs. Yeah, it's exciting, but then at the same time, it's like I know that they're expecting the best of the best now. Right, yeah, you got some big shoes to fill now, and now you got some expectations. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but like I, like I look at pressure like, okay, how can I actually break this down and actually go about it? And then having a team, like I said, like we have that's quite close in it and we talk, it makes it a little bit easier as opposed to being like everybody's trying to run off and do something else. It's like, all right, what needs to get done? This still needs to get done. Okay, let's get this done right now and get that up and going and see how that looks. Right. You guys yeah. tackle things as a team, you communicate effectively and a little pressure, you can't you can't make diamonds without some pressure. Exactly. Yep. You know, and it, you know, running the podcast, we're a much smaller crew, and we all just kind of work together. Um, but I, I could definitely see the similarities in how your team would have to work and our team works together. Oh, it's a lot. That's why I tell people, I'm like, when you start off and anything you want to do, you got to have a pretty solid team. Your team is going to help you to get to that next level. And then networking. Networking is key. Right. Just keeping your name out there and. Uh, I was actually, I was pretty surprised to see how many podcasts you'd already been on, man. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, when I first started, because like I said, I do a lot of marketing and promoting. That's where my degree comes in at is marketing and promoting. I was like, okay, I got this stuff up and running. I got this up and running. What should I do next? And I was like, well, podcast interviews is the perfect way to go about that. Not only will it actually get our message out there, but it will actually get podcasters' voices out there too by posting them on all of our platforms across all of what we're doing. Yeah, which is definitely appreciated, man. Hell yeah, um, everybody, everybody's winning. Right. Exactly. You know, biggest biggest way to grow a podcast is word of mouth, and biggest way for a video game to start out is the same way, man. Word of mouth. I'm not gonna play a video game unless my buddies are talking about that video game. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Exactly. And that's where I think a lot of people misstep too, because I've seen stuff where people don't even go out and actually start promoting the game until it's already made. And then it's like, how do I go to a fan base? It's like, you're supposed to do that through the process. Yeah. For sure, man. And, and your name's out there. Uh, you were also a, an MMA fighter and a boxer, right? Yeah, I did MMA for a minute. I got two fights under my belt. And then I never competed in boxing because I went out on injury. Okay. Now, how how long did you do that for? Uh, I haven't fought in like the last six, seven years. Okay. I actually enjoyed that too. Um, in the process of me fighting, in my third fight, I had gotten offered to go pro, but my girlfriend wanted me to turn it down. Yeah. I and it, it was interesting. 
because uh, they they wrote me one year offering a possible contract and i was like no because she was like no so i was like okay they come back the next year at the same time asked me for the same contract and i was like she wanted to turn it down again i was like uh, all right oh man but family life is important man i get that right uh, I don't know if we said it when we were actually on air, but I told you earlier, man, family comes first with us. Uh, you know, it's it's half the reason that Maddie's not joining us tonight, uh, our fourth host. Hey, it happens. That's why when you were like, hey, we were we were off on our times. I'm like, don't worry. I sometimes text my guys overseas and I forget that it's like seven, eight, sometimes three, four their time. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's got to be yeah. fun to deal with. <laughs> I mean, for you though, with uh, with running the team, that's got to be something you get used to—is getting like weird text at random hours. Yeah, you do. You get that. Okay, this is done, Corlin, and then I gotta wake up, middle of my sleep. I'm like, all right, what's going on? And it's either an animation, an iteration, somebody drove a new character, a new weapon, and then I'm like, okay, let me stay up and talk, figure out how we want to do this. Or like I said, I'm promoting or networking, and it's like, all right, I gotta talk to this guy over in. China or Asia or the Ukraine. That's wild, man. And, and you work like a regular nine to five type job too, right? Yeah, I'm like a multiple manager at Safeway. Okay, all right, good for you, man. Um, that's so much to take wow. on, dude. <laughs> you're running wow. two different studios. You're running the nine to five manager shift. Two different global studios, right? That's that's important because that's a twenty four seven right there. And you're a family man <laughs> taking care of your household right now while you're interviewing for a podcast. Like, what a busy man! Kudos to you, man. Thank you, thank you. It, it takes some time to get used to, but once you actually figure out, like. When my kids pass out, when my team's up, when uh, partners want to possibly talk, it's like, all right. You figure out a routine. Yeah, I can't fully fall fully asleep, but I can fall asleep if that makes sense. Yeah, that that half sleep. I definitely know what that is. Um, Now... As far as like keeping it all separate, do you are you able to do that, or does it all kind of flow into one for you? So I keep it all separate. Luckily, I like text my game team first thing in the morning, see what they're doing. I talk to my storyboard artist who's working on this show. I talk to my artist because we just got done finishing our latest character for the trailer, and I get their feedback, see what they're up to. And then go from there, and either I go end up researching something, or I write something for the show, or I write something different for the game, or I pick out a game that I'm already writing, or I pick out a show that I'm already writing. <laughs> Wild man, do you get time to go to the bathroom like ever, or eat, uh, <laughs> breathe, maybe very quickly? <laughs> <laughs> Good for very, you, very man. quickly. <laughs> that is a that is a lot to take on. Um, <laughs> wow. So as far as uh as far as the game, your next step is you're you're working on getting your trailer out and investors uh and then what's the next step after that? Like do you get picked up by a bigger company? Do you produce yourself? So that's the uh, interesting part of it. Um from there if we get investment, we will be able to finish the game of course and then talk to bigger companies like Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo 
And one of two, maybe three things can happen. We can, of course, do it ourselves and then put it on their platforms. We can have them help us put it on their platforms. And then there's a possibility of always getting bought out because, like I said, there's, there's a lot of bigger studios buying out smaller studios because of new IPs and possibility of competition later on down the line. Okay. All right. Um, now, do you mind saying, like, what, what would you prefer? I would go ahead and stay independent if everything works out according to plan. Cool, man. Um, it, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, this is your love child and something you uh, you truly poured your heart into, so I get it. Thank you very, very much. It's It's been, like I said, it's been an interesting five years and going from nothing to now people are actually seeing us and seeing what we're capable of has been the best part about it. That's great, man. Um, so you've been working on this actual, like, this game for five years? No, we started off with a zombie game. Okay. And then I had to pivot once that one got messed over. So this game will be actually, this year will be going into the first full year that we've been working on. Okay. So you've gotten a lot done in a year. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, yeah, especially running a small team like that. Like you, you guys have accomplished quite a bit. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, it's looking been, forward to it. It's, it's been very, very fun. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we have our tedious moments where it's like we can't do anything until this model is done. And the team's like, well, I'm going to just wait and I'm going to do this quarter. And it's like, all right, I'll call you back once it's ready, you know. Can't rush perfection. Exactly. You don't want to rush anything because you want to make sure everything works perfectly, especially if you're going to talk to bigger studios. I was about to say, please, please, please learn from <laughs> Cyberpunk. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was rough. Oh, man. Now, as far as the but, anime, is that the same kind of idea? Same idea. Go ahead, get a trailer done, showcase it to some streaming networks, get some interest going around that like we're doing now. And work with some streaming platforms and put it on TV through the streaming network. And stay independent. Yep. That's that's fucking awesome. That is. Now, uh, VRV isn't VRV anymore, right? It's something else? Well, I mean, no, it's still VRV, but okay. I, I just have Crunchyroll now. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Um, now, are those the kind of platforms you're going for? Or are you planning on going for, like, Netflix? What What is your game plan? Net- Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, Plexing. Uh, of course, looking at Sony, of course. Uh, I would say going with, I see Disney's buying up a lot of animes right now, too. Really? Yeah, Disney wants Disney's everything. <laughs> Disney's like the empire. Yes, very much so. Yeah, Disney's Disney's been grabbing a lot of stuff because, like I said, I do a lot of research and background on that, so I'm actually keeping my hands in a lot of different things, so I know what's going on and what moves are being made. Awesome, man. Um, I feel I feel like you need a whole nother body to live a separate life, dude. You got so much going on. It's fun though. I like to stay busy. I'm one of those guys that actually like like work, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. You got to stay busy. <clears throat> Especially if I'm actually able to work from home and be around my kids. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, 
I got to sacrifice this to get there. That's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, and hence why we're doing the podcast and Jimmy streams, and we're all trying to figure out our uh, our way to stay around the family. Yeah, once you find that out and you see a clear path, you just gotta go for it. You got it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Working on it. Always working on it. Pretty much. That's the name of the game. Yeah. So, if you had to give advice and anybody that was you know looking to to start off in in this general field, whether it's anime or uh, video game design, like what do you, what would you tell them? Start as soon as you feel like you found your passion for it. Put yourself out there and be sure that you are confident in yourself because that's main things investors look for too. And another word of advice I just recently got from an investor is they don't necessarily want your business they want to invest in you yeah in your confidence and what you your ideas makes a lot of sense yeah when i was told that yesterday i was already knowing that because like i said my mentor was the main one that let me know that he was like here's a here's a secret like a lot of people don't know Sometimes they invest in a company because they can see a return. Sometimes, if not most or all the time, they want to invest in the person because they see the drive, passion, and fire behind them. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely feel that with you, man. You're you're very passionate. I am. I just want to be able to create games and shows, get people interested and engaged, and get some good feedback and let me know what they think of it. Yeah. I, well, that's that's a big thing with the podcasting too, man. Is you know, feedback helps us more than anything else. Uh, I, I guess that goes really for any creator, though, whether you're you're an artist or as long as you're true to yourself and you you take feedback with a positive vibe. Like, what else can you ask for? Right. That's how I like that. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make these games. I got multiple IPs that I'm working on and writing. It's just a matter now. Of- Getting it done and then go off of Um, I mean, not to like spin the topic or anything, but I don't know. I had some like general just questions for you about like anime and video games in general. Yeah. Um, like what was the anime or the manga that that got you into that whole scene? To tell you the truth, the first anime series I ended up seeing was Dragon Ball Z. I'm not even gonna lie. I one of the big that. three. I was I called it at work. I was like, it's one of the big three. <laughs> Always is. And it was everyone. It, it was. It, we we all grew up with it. It was it was part of our childhood. It's over yeah, nine thousand. I mean, I still haven't seen the newest movie, but I want to. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I haven't either, but it was iconic. And uh, from there, I was like, you know what? The style, the way that they actually have the characters. I'm like, this actually is pretty interesting. And I was already creatively writing back in like seventh, eighth grade. I just wasn't putting them in the stories or scripts. And as I got older, I was just writing various different things, poetry, poems, uh, anything that came to mind at the time up until I got to college and 
my communications teacher was the one that, like I said, wanted me to do something with my writing and creativity. That's awesome, man. Um, what's your uh, what's your current favorite game or anime? Ooh, that's a good question. I've been watching a lot of. Let's see, I just finished Hunter X Hunter. I, I've been watching a lot of. Just finished. Yeah. Hunter Hunter. <laughs> How good yeah, you? Yeah, I just finished. I'm sorry. I, I failed you. I failed you. I was watching before that. I was watching uh, High School of the Dead. So you know. <laughs> Just <laughs> he's a busy man. I watched this. Uh, I know, but I watched that shit when I was like seventeen. <laughs> he's a busy. Yeah, man. keep it by. Uh, I'm busy, man. I'm sorry. I failed you. Uh, right now, I've been watching Chainsaw Man and the new Bleach that came out. I haven't started either yet. See, you how could you? He's got you there now. Because <laughs> I'm catching up on a lot of other crap. Honestly, like Shield Hero, I just I just finished up the new season of that not too long ago. I didn't know there was a new season out. Oh, you might have mentioned it to me actually. Uh, you did tell me there's a new Goblin Slayer coming out. There's supposed to be, yeah. And I can't wait. Yeah, for I heard that. about that. Looking can't wait to that for that one. shit. <laughs> now I know you kind of gave us a rundown on what video games you're currently playing, but is there one that like you would consider? Maybe you're not even currently playing it, but like, is your favorite video game like your go-to when you have a few minutes? Mm, man, it's hard to say because I play a whole variety. I play, like I said, 2K, Need for Speed, Monster Hunter. I play a lot of different genres from action to adventure to shooters. It, it mainly it depends on what catches my eye. I've played Genshin Impact for a little bit. Yeah, can't say I didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. It, it's, it depends on what catches. Yeah, it all depends on what catches my eye. If it catches my eye, then I'll test it out. Okay. With my son, I've been playing the new multiverse with him a lot lately. So I haven't checked that. Between one. that, oh, it's pretty nice. I, I give it to him. They actually got some cool character and concepts to it. Oh, that's I. I just thought about it. you. Got to look at video games from a totally different perspective. <laughs> like you yeah you you have to look at video games the way that like i sit down and read a book man i, I like tear it to bits and i'm like no this little piece and that little piece exactly what makes it tick what makes players interested in it and then if i want to go get a bit deeper i go and talk to fans of that game and be like hey you know what made you interested in this game was it the colors was it your favorite character in it like for right now, I got an IP I'm working on with various gods. I just pitched to my team and got their input on it because I'm like, I don't want to finish. I don't want to write, you know, the very first, first uh, part of the script if I don't know how I want to put it. Yes, baby. Daddy will get your tablet. And I'm like, well, do we re recycle and reuse the gods that's already been used? Or make up our own. And personally, I'd rather make up my own. Oh, it's the writer in you for sure, man. Like, for instance, I had a concept for Father Time that I was thinking about, but I haven't ended up finishing it because I'm like, I want to see what they say and see what they think. 
You really, you really take your team into account, and you know, uh, video gamers and anime watchers. Like, if if you really keep on with an indie studio like this, man, I I'm really expecting a lot of fun stuff to come out of you, man. You're gonna, you're gonna succeed. Yeah, that you keep playing the way you're playing right now, and you're, I feel like you're gonna succeed. Thank you, thank you. That's mainly what I want to do. Like I said, make sure I can actually bring the creativity and that interest and uniqueness to the game players and anime watchers everywhere. Excuse me. Um, so being, uh, you're in California, right? Yep. Okay, so being in California, like, have, have you been to any of the big conventions? I have not because I'm either working and on my days off, I'm with my kids. <laughs> Fair enough. Respect it, man. Wait until your kids are older and oh. they want you to go to the conventions with them. <laughs> That'd right? be fun. I'm excited for that. Uh, there was one convention that was supposed to be digitally for the zombie game we were making, but they ended up calling it off last minute. Oh, man. So It sucks so much. So how does that work, man? Like, uh, they invite you as uh, the the studio to come represent your game? Yeah. So the digital one that I was invited to, they actually saw me in one of the, not the gamer groups, but one of the groups showcasing the zombie game. And they were like, they took a look at our page and they were like, we would love to have you at our online convention because this is back when COVID had started. Gotcha. And, and all the uh, conventions were shut down, so people were like, we're going to do online ones. And what ended up happening, they sent me an email address to go ahead and attend and all that. But we were still pretty new to it. Like, we didn't have a lot of our characters and stuff. We had, like, a little bit of moving around, a little bit of stuff on fire, stuff like that, and a couple zombie concepts, and probably, I think, one or two zombies done. Okay. And like, we need you guys to come or we want you guys to come. And at the time I was excited, but then when they actually didn't fully pull it, cause they didn't have everything done. I was like, Oh, that sucked. Yeah, man, that's, that's definitely, it's gotta be kind of heartbreaking to be honest. It is. Cause everybody on the team was excited. I was excited. I was like, man, I'm doing something really good. I'm putting everybody on there. They can actually do some Q and A's with the team. Well, as long as you still have the idea, though, you can you can definitely come back to that. Oh, yeah. The zombie games just don't pause. I'm planning to reamp it after this game. If everything goes according to plan with funding and all that, and we actually make good money to where we can get back to it, that's going to be one that everybody has been asking me about. I'm still getting asked about it right now, too. Well, yeah, man. I mean, that one sounds intriguing, too. I, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, where... So... Are you are you planning on um, the? I'm sorry, um, drawing a mind blank here. No problem. Your gaming studio. Are you planning on producing that game through that gaming studio, or do you plan on creating another studio for it? Nope, same studio. Unfocus will create all the games we create. We make. Yeah, it was Daydream Animation Studio. That's what I had down. Yeah, Daydreams animates that. Both very unique names for for each piece of media. 
You're welcome. Well, awesome. thank you guys. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, we're actually we're gonna wrap up here, Cortland. Um, we do a, a segment at the end of every up every episode called Dude to Dude, uh, and basically it's just a little word word of advice for our listeners. Um, would you happen to have a a Dude to Dude for us? Daddy. I would say follow your dreams, follow your passion, and be sure that that is something you fully want to commit to. Well, awesome, Cortland. Thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Definitely an interesting conversation for sure. Yeah, it's definitely good talking. Thank you guys for having me. My daughter is talking about her egg that she just dropped. (laughs) You're good, man. Family first. Well, that's the end of our episode. Remember, if you guys found some enjoyment out of this, if you got some value, maybe laughed a little bit, go ahead and share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it on Facebook. It'll really help us out. And, you know, the more that you guys help us out, the more we can help you out. Remember, this is just a comedy podcast. Try not to get butt hurt.